Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast. Everybody, show coming to you on this Saturday evening here with a podcast titled, and I quote, You've Changed. And more specifically, we're going to dig into transformation and not just, you know, better eating and more efficient workouts, but the overall transformation of, of who you are as a person. Because I believe to be ultimately successful in life, which to me, success equates to how much happiness you have and how fulfilled you are at, at a, a deepest level, not the surface level stuff that people front as being successful and being happy. But I'm talking about the true intrinsic happiness that we're all searching for. This is the path I'm going to take you down here. Now, I took this from some copy that Tommy Baker from Resist Average Academy had wrote. And again, Tommy's been on the podcast before. I've been on his. I'm going to have him back, kind of uh, talk about his new book uh, and all those things. But he wrote some copy, and it was called You've Changed. And it was talking about how I read it, transformation, and you know, letting go of who you used to be to become the person you want to be. And it's perfect timing just for the fact of we're in our 47-day transformation now, which you guys know is our flagship transformation program. I believe they're on day 13. Um, I have to do their video actually tonight uh, to chat with them because I think they're at the portion where they're talking about the success wheel. And any of you guys who have done any personal development stuff, you know what I'm talking about, a success wheel in terms of life happiness, whether that be in your fitness, in your nutrition, in your relationship, in your finances, in your career, in your bucket list items. And so we have them kind of do a self-audit of where they're at and their life and, and how is that wheel look and how is that wheel rolling to get them where they ultimately want to go. And if, again, when I talk about like us and, you know, I've been doing this for you know, well over a decade now in terms of like, th- this is all I've done. And for the better part of 15 years and the last five or six years, as I've gotten older, I've realized when we talk about transformation, we used to do people a disservice in my opinion, because it was like, oh, here's the eating, here's the nutrition. And that's important. But it pales in comparison if you're suffering from 15 other things in your life. And the last thing you need to worry about is, you know, having six-pack abs or, you know, making sure there's no cellulite on your butt and what is your, you know, row or ski time or, or what is your deadlift PR. None of that shit really matters if you're suffering at the deeper levels because all that stuff is superficial. Being healthy is important, obviously, but the vanity stuff is truly to me is is secondary or even further down the chain if you really are suffering and trying to make a transformation. And so in our program, that 47 days specifically, uh, we spend a lot of time on personal development and trying to, you know, I don't want to say make people perfect because that doesn't exist. And I believe we're all kind of perfectly fucked up as we are. But auditing the things that are holding you back, either whether you're imprisoning yourself or you're in the wrong ecosystem or you just haven't found, you know, the thing that makes you tick. And so when people say that to you guys who are out there, so anybody out there who's listening, if you've lost 100 pounds, if you've changed jobs, if you've shifted careers, if you went from working in corporate America to being an entrepreneur, if you went from being married to being divorced, if you went from you know drinking alcohol to you know obviously kicking it completely, if you went from you know smoking cigarettes or being addicted to drugs to being off of drugs, if you went from a person who you know used to hang out in the clubs, you know now you hang out in the gym, you're going to hear the phrase "you've changed." And people say that a lot. And I think for a lot of people, it comes from a place of of jealousy or anger. And they're mad because you're doing something that I think secretly deep down they wish they could do. Or they don't understand the person you've become now because they're used to the old you. And I I see this with a lot of our people. I'm going to dig into this in a second. It's easier in, in a business for sure. If you're a coach of a sports team, if you're a teacher in a school, if you run a, a service business like we do and we actually coach humans, um, if you're a parent, it's much easier to establish a culture than change a culture. 
You hear what I'm saying here? It's much easier to establish the way things are than to change how things are. Because once people are kind of in their roles and they're solidified in, in, in what role they play and what part they play, and more importantly, what role you play and what part you play and what they expect from you, when you change that and throw them a curveball, a lot of people don't appreciate it, they don't like it, or they don't understand it. Uh, is a better way to phrase it. And so when you guys are transforming and you're changing the way that you eat and the way you drink, people are going to say things like, you've changed. And they're right. You have changed. You started to trade the late nights out at the bar for early mornings in the gym. And that's one of the bigger ones. When you start to make a conscious decision to not go to every happy hour or not stay out till two in the morning and you tend to you know tuck in early or you've changed because you're trying to pay off debt and you're not spending the same money on you know stupid social shit because you don't really have the money to spend it they'll say things like oh you've changed or you're no fun or you're boring and the the reason i bring up the alcohol thing is because it's the only arena in life and it, it really doesn't make any it, it makes sense to me in the concepts like I understand you know human behavior because I've basically studied it for the last you know 15 years but it doesn't make any sense to me in the same sense because it's the only arena where we you try to goad people into doing what you're doing and drink what you drink and if you know in in the the male dominated world that I grew up in if you didn't want to drink on like a Friday or Saturday night and excuse my language here they'd be like oh you're just a fucking pussy. Like that's literally what guys would say to other guys. And I can promise you it probably always still happens or you're being a little bitch. Like that literally would be the terminology out here. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm that because I don't want to have drinks tonight because I'm tired or I don't feel good or just, I drank 25 beers last night and I, because I don't want to, you know, puke and rally and do it the next day. Like I'm somehow like less of a man or it's, it's not acceptable, but you hear that and there's that social pressure. And now People don't say that like when you're in your 30s and 40s and 50s, or at least I, I hope they don't. But it's like if you're at a, a social event or a happy hour, they'll question, oh, why aren't you drinking? Are you sick? Are you pregnant? What's wrong with you? Are you on some kind of special diet or plan? Or like, is there a reason you can't do this? And they almost want to force it on you. If you just say no for the sake of saying no, they're drink pushers. Now, there is food pushers out there too, but I've never been at a breakfast with somebody and they're like, hey, Jeremy, you know, do you want to have some oatmeal? And I'm like, no, I'm okay without the oatmeal. And they're like, fuck you, dude, have some oatmeal, pussy. Like, you, you'll, you'll, you'll never hear that, like, because it's a ridiculous thing. But for some reason, in the alcohol space, people want to push drinks on other people, whether it's because they feel bad because they're drinking alone and you're choosing to make, you know, a sober, more health-conscious choice. They want you to, I don't want to say misery loves company, but they want you to join in because they think, like, you won't be fun or you can't have fun if you're not drinking. And I really don't understand that. So when you're starting to change that culture for a lot of you adults out there who are starting to not drink anymore or drink less, you'll hear things like, you've changed, and they're right, you have. Because what you're starting to do is, again, trade the late night drinking for early morning success. You've changed because you're starting to cut out negative people and the drains or the energy vampires in your life. And you're starting to replace them with healthy people, fitness people, positive people, people who are smarter with their money and their resources and their time. And that hurts the feelings probably of your old friends more often than not. And you've changed because you've stopped playing small and you started really thinking big and you started really trying to live your dream and you know chase the things that are important to you and that make you happy not what makes everybody else happy and i'll touch on that in a second how people literally will sacrifice their own happiness to be people pleasers which i think is the worst one of the worst fucking traits somebody can have and i believe that they're also going to say you change when you start deleting cheap entertainment for empowering content. Now, I'm not against watching TV. I'm all a fan of like really good TV and really good movies. And on a side note, I don't want to get lost here in my thought, 
but Mindhunters season two right now is on Netflix. And like I rarely watch TV shows, but man, Mindhunters is a great show. Watch season one and then obviously get into season two. I'm like, I'm like on the Seth episode. It takes me forever to watch TV shows because I'm, I'm so busy with my other shit and what I love to do. Uh, but when you find a good show, man, I hold on to it. That and Yellowstone which is on the Paramount Network, I believe. I just We just buy the seasons, my wife and I, because we can never watch anything in real time because, A, our schedules are so erratic and they, we play off each other. And, two, uh, we buy the seasons and we make a promise to ourselves because she's terrible at this. She'll watch like eight episodes ahead and then I can't watch it. It, it ruins it for me. So in, in the, the show Yellowstone, where Kevin Costner is the main character, um, we've been watching it together and it's amazing. It's an amazing show. It's well worth I think season one's like nine bucks. It's, it's a steal, honestly. And to me, Yellowstone, it reminds me of... It's like a, a version of Billions, but like way more gangster and like the Montana version uh, of Billions, if you will. So anyways, my point is I don't watch a lot of uh, you know cheap entertainment and cheap content because I traded that for uh, audiobooks and actually reading you know things that matter to me. Uh, and I do, again, if you guys know me, I do about 100 books on Audible a year. This year will probably be a lot less, honestly, because I've done so much podcast because, man, there's there's so many great podcasts and a, and a lot of really good podcast content out there. And I find more value by listening to that than just watching some some mindless TV shows. So you're, the people, if, if you're a husband or wife and they're used to you watching 100 hours of TV and you cut that down to 10 hours of TV a week because you're, you're reading more and you're listening to more podcasts, they're going to say you've changed. They're going to say you guys change when you start to choose your own path, you know, instead of living someone else's life and living their own path and just doing what everybody else is doing or trying to keep up with the Joneses. And when you start to walk to a beat of your own drum, a lot of people aren't going to understand it, especially if it's new to you guys. And, you're, and again, like I said, you're changing a culture and setting have established one from, you know, day number one. And they're going to say you've changed when you start committing to creating a life and you're not trying to just escape from one. And I think a lot of adults out there right now are trying to escape from their life and they're not trying to create a life. And when you're the person out there who is like the pioneer of that and you're trying to do something that the people in your ecosystem aren't used to, they're not going to understand it. And I'm not going to say they're going to drag you down, but they're going to say things like you've changed. And what you have to say is, I know. I have changed, and I appreciate you noticing all the hard fucking work that I've put into it, and all the, you know, not popular, the difficult decisions that I've made to make this change, and I'm glad you've noticed, you know, the the courageous, amazing moves, and the intense self-work I've done on myself in the past six months, year, two years, three years, and for me personally, um, it's the past, you know, probably 15 years in all reality, and, um, you notice something about yourself when you go through personal development transformations, at least I have. And I'll share these stories because uh, I, really I don't give a shit what people think about me. And uh, I've made more mistakes than than almost all of you listening uh, to this. Uh, I can promise you that. And the only benefit to me was I did it early on. A lot of the things that you guys are listening to this today and you find like what I say to be helpful and bring you any value, it only comes from a place of because I've already fucked up. And I, I fucked up a lot. And I've, and I've noticed that about myself and the mistakes I've made and the people I've wronged and, and the poor decisions I was making. And as I'm driving here tonight, it's, again, just so you guys have reference, it's Saturday night. It's 6 o'clock. Um, I headed home really quick in between the dates today because my car battery was dead. And I had to sit at Jiffy Lube, which is for a different... I would never go to Jiffy Lube, but it's Saturday and our normal auto shop is not open. I'll share that story with you later uh, about the people of Jiffy Lube. That's a whole podcast uh, in itself. But as I'm driving back here tonight, and I was here early this morning, probably about 6, uh, 6.15 this morning, 
on a Saturday, and I'll be back here tomorrow. Uh, but I love my life, and I love my process, and this is who I am now. And I get a lot of enjoyment from these podcasts because I know you guys get something from it, and the feedback you guys have given me has been amazing, and I appreciate you for it. So please keep it coming, and I'll keep rambling on like this. But I've noticed, you know, and I thought about when I was driving here, you know, what did my old Friday and Saturday used to look like? And if I hadn't changed and shifted to become this person that you guys hear now and see now and, you know, read what I write now and listen to what I say now, what would my Friday and Saturday nights used to be like? And I thought about this. And again, I'm going to go way back here. So uh, I'm a kid at this point. And when I say kid, I'm talking, you know, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, probably even 21, 22. I started to to snap out of it a little bit. And then obviously by 25, I really have my shit together. Um, in, in, in quotations, that's, I still don't have my shit together. But I remember, you know, just one time, you know, I was the dude who I would just hop into, you know, a suburban with, you know, six other dudes and you just, you're hot boxing it, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, you're, you're doing drugs, you're, you if alcohol is flowing, you're, you're making a lot of stupid choices. First, the fact that I'm not dead or in prison is a miracle at this point. But I remember one time we're in this, uh, a buddy of our suburban and we're, you're hot boxing and you're going down the highway. Um, and the fact that we never got pulled over uh, and arrested was is literally just a miracle. And, and I don't know if you believe in God or, or the universe or a source energy, whatever the fuck you believe in, but uh, somebody was looking down on me. And I remember just like, you're going on the road and I'm like, it's just out of my mind, you know, I'm gone uh, under the influence. And uh, I remember I had two I used to chew tobacco, you guys, uh, like every single day, like a tin a day, every day for like probably the better part of five or six years. I was highly addicted to it. And I remember, you know, we're going on the road and I'm just out of it. You know, when you're under the influence, you make a lot of poor choices and you don't even realize it. And I remember I had, I was, I had a, a huge chew in my mouth, right? And I had two bottles next to me and I had an empty Coke bottle and then I had like a Coke bottle and like one to drink out of, one to spit into. And I'm sure 20 minutes went by and I didn't even realize this. I look at, you know, my, when you, when you guys chew tobacco, if you don't know this, you have like a, you know, a spittoon or like a spitter, like an empty bottle to, to spit the excess in, unless you're gutting it, which embarrassingly enough, a lot of times I would gut it too, because when you're that addicted, you just, it, it's what you do. Um, but I remember we're going on the road and like probably 20 minutes went by and I look at my, my spit bottle is empty. And I look at the Coke bottle that I had been taking sips of Coke out of, and that's the bottle that I was spitting chew into. So essentially I was drinking my own chew spit, which is one of the lower points of my life. And like you look around and everybody else in the, in the car that you're in is, you know, so trash too. They don't even notice. So you kind of escape embarrassment other than now I just shared it to, you know, hundreds of thousands of people listening. But the point being is that's who I used to be. And you realize in those moments, like it wasn't that big a deal. You're like, ah, that was really fucking stupid. But because you're a person who's on drugs and who's on alcohol, those kind of things kind of naturally happen. And that's who you are. And I'll share this other story here, you know, really quick. I remember I'm on this email ring of our friends that we play out with in the Nop Tourney, and they're sending an email and they're sharing the story. And I have my wife read these because my wife met me when I was not this person anymore. I had already gotten out of this you know, the addiction problems that I had, I'd kick them and I'd move forward. And I remember I'm reading this email and this girl is sharing a story, um, or maybe my sister had sent this. I'm trying to remember if this was a NOP email or my sister had sent this. Either way, it's embarrassing as hell. And uh, we're at a, like a house party, you know, I'm, I'm probably college age, so maybe 20 years old. And she's like, yeah, I remember we're at this house party and your brother is under the influence and he he's he has the munchies and he just literally he's about to you know go crazy and he's looking for food and he finds uh breakfast cereal at this house and and so I find this breakfast cereal and I pour it uh 
into a bowl, but they don't have any milk. And so instead of milk, um, I crack open a beer and I pour beer into the breakfast cereal. I think it was like uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch at that point. And I start eating the, the Cinnamon Toast Crunch with beer uh, serving as the milk. And I had forgot that even happened. And then I'm reading that and I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I did do that. And, and there was like a hundred other stories like that of me doing like ridiculously just stupid shit. But the point being is I've changed from that person till now. And the point of me sharing that is like when you're on a path of like intense growth and discovery and, and putting yourself on the line, your old life is going to become like unrecognizable. Um, you're not even going like, to, when I share those stories with my wife, it's almost hard for her to believe that like, that's the person I am. She almost has to hear like my best friend Connor, you know, share a story like that. Like, Hey, one time Jeremy and I both left the bar and we both peed our pants. Like, and then again, that's a real, <laughs> that's a real story too. Um, or like, Hey, one time Jeremy head butted a hole in the wall. Like, again, that's the guy I was. If you guys know me, I'm a substance compulsive. I'm all or nothing. And like BJ Gadur shared in a podcast with his wife in terms of fitness, uh, people like us were like the Terminator. Like I'm the fucking Terminator, dude. I was sent back to find John Connor and that's all I have to do. And I don't care how many bodies I leave in the wake. I'm just going to kill everybody until I get to John Connor. And that's my only mission. So when I would, you know, be under the influence of like drugs and alcohol, I would just, I have one mode. That was it. Like, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to drink. I remember like we got caught drinking one time in college. I've shared this before in the podcast and they found like a hundred beer cans in my room and you have to go like in front of this board and stuff. And they had to do this, like this kind of this alcohol class and, I, and I'm young, so I don't understand the importance of it. And I remember she's like, who here drinks to get drunk? And like, I'm the first dude to raise his hand. She's like, that's a problem. I'm like, Hey lady, I'm like, you know, I'm 19 years old. Like, I don't even understand the differences between beers. I'm just drinking to get fucked up. And because that was my mentality. Just drink as much booze as you possibly can, get as trash as possible, and just go as hard as you can. Because if you're going to drink alcohol, you know, be the best alcohol drinker. Like, if you're going to smoke weed, like, be the best weed smoker. Like, if you're going to do fitness, be the best person in fitness you can be. If you're going to play basketball, be the best basketball player you can be. And it's a, it's a gift and a curse. Because when I was young, I couldn't control it and harness that power for good. And so anything I would do, I would try to be the best at it. If I was going to chew tobacco, I was going to be the best, you know, know, tobacco chewer on the planet. And when you become older and mature, hopefully you can snap out of that. But for a lot of people, that's a transformation that it's really hard for them to make a change. And so that's what I say when you're on a path of like really, you know, intense growth and and doing self auditing and looking yourself in the mirror, which is really hard to do when you're fucking up. And the hardest part is when when your life is not where you want to be, and things aren't happening for you like you want them to happen to you, it's really hard to look in the mirror and understand like, wow, dude, you're the reason you're fucking up. You're the reason you're not happy. You're the reason you're not successful. You're the reason your life isn't going where you want it to be. And that's why I say when you really start to transform and change, people around you won't recognize you and they won't understand who you are and what you're doing. And you're going to have to maybe shift ecosystems. And not like you have to get rid of friends but those friends are going to change and they become sometimes just surface level friends. And I love the people I grew up with. They're great. You know, for all their faults, I'm, I'm just as guilty as they are about the stupid things that we would do. But they're, if they haven't changed at the scale that I'm changing, we can't be the same level of friends anymore, if that makes sense. You have to, I had to remove myself from the ecosystem. I had to remove myself from the activities. Like, hey man, 
I can't blaze up with you guys tonight. Hey, man, I can't meet you guys at the bar tonight. Hey, man, I can't go to the after bar with you. Hey, man, I can't go to this house party with you because I'm trying to make a shift in my life because what I'm doing is I'm on a course of self-destruction and maybe you guys can handle it and still have a successful job and a career and a family and be happy, but I can't. This is fucking me up from the inside out, both physically and mentally in my case. And, and to me, honestly, the the physical part of it, the 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 toll that took on me in terms of health issues was probably the my one saving grace. Like having my body not be able to take the abuse of alcohol and drugs and poor eating and lack of sleep and making me physically feel so shitty is probably the thing that saved me the most. Because if my body could have took it, my brain is like on a whole different level of like, man, you're going to be the the end all be all of everything you're doing and it's all destructive stuff. So what I was able to do was to transform that into I'm going to be the healthiest eater I can be. I'm going to be the best fitness coach I can be. I'm going to be the best version of an athlete I can be. And when you do that, again, like I said, your old life becomes unrecognizable. And the truth is, transforming your body in terms of how you eat, how you train, how you sleep, uh, you know, your reading habits, your TV show watching habits, uh, your, your spending habits of how you earn money, but more importantly, how you spend money and how you budget money, um, how you think about your life, how much gratitude you have in it, how much happiness you have in it, how you treat other people. That transformation, all of those things is much more about letting go. And it's letting go of who you used to be and letting go of the version of you that, you know, not that you have to I wouldn't say I'm embarrassed of the person I was. It's just that's I, I had to go through that, you know, caterpillar to butterfly, if you will. If you want to think of like any kind of metamorphosis, I was going to be a butterfly no matter what. My caterpillar stage was just pretty fucking miserable. You know, I just had to, I had to go through the bumps. I had to take the losses. I did. And it took me doing it over and over and over again. And for what it's worth, uh, you know, I thank God and, and the universe and, and the, the people that I've met in my life, whether it's divine intervention or it was meant to be, or that's, I put myself in the right ecosystem. Um, I had to let go of the person I used to, to be to become this person. And I had to take those losses and I had to make 57 stupid decisions and have some embarrassing moments and have some moments that admittedly, I wish I could take back, but I can't. And I'm glad they happened for the fact that it all led me here to this point. And you have to be willing to let go of old habits and old routines. And if you have a hard time kicking those things, removing yourself from the ecosystem and replacing a shitty habit with a new one was probably the easiest thing that I was able to do. You have to be able to let go of old environments and old people. And again, I'm not telling you you have to eradicate your friends, your family, but you have to change the relationship dynamic with them. And I've said this before on multiple podcasts. You can't change the people around you, but you can change the people around you. Now, I still have those same friends that we grew up with, a lot of them. And I'm fortunate enough to still be able to see those guys, you know, maybe once, maybe twice a year. Most of them just once a year. And it's a good time and we share laughs and, we, you know, we, we share stories of, man, we should, we should all be, you know, dead or in jail. And we're not, but I can't hang out with those guys every Friday and Saturday night. It's just, it's not going to work for me. Um, I, and again, some of those guys can responsibly drink now and go hard a couple times a year or just have, you know, one or two beers. And I've gotten way better at moderation with that stuff, but that's never going to be my strong suit. I'm not going to be the guy who can really just eat one piece of pizza or have one cookie or really have one beer. Now I've gotten better with it, but it's because I'm not in the ecosystem. I'm not in the environment. And it's, I can see it's very easy to wander back into that life. Um, if you guys have, have ever, you know, dealt with substance abuse or 
if you're an overeater by nature or if you're an overspender or whatever your thing is that drags you down, it's very easy to wander back into that life. And it, it takes almost a Herculean fucking effort to get out of it. And so you have to let go of the old environment and the old people that have been dragging you down or at least not allowing you to get to where you want to go. And you have to let go of the unproductive mindset and beliefs that you used to have. And is that shit going to be easy? fuck no dude it's going to be really really hard to do and you're going to have some stumbles and falls and for lack of a better term relapses maybe but you have to just be patient and you have to just see it through and you have to understand what you're doing is going to be hard for other people to accept but if it's the right thing for you then you have to do it and is it worth it hell yeah it is i I don't see any other option or any other way and if you're married to somebody and you have the support of like your husband or wife i think that's key and if they're the one that are you know, dragging you down and can't understand that you can't do what they do and you can't operate like they operate, that's a a different conversation you guys are going to have to have to allow you to make the change to be happy. Because if I was going down the same path I always went down, like a lot of people good, I wouldn't be this person today. You guys won't be listening to me. You won't be reading my stuff. I wouldn't have become this quote unquote successful, uh, if you will. And what I mean by that is like the amount of reach and influence that I do have over people and the amount of happiness and gratitude and perspective that I can share would never have been shared. And I say this all the time like, life is funny because you can, and that's why, you know, you worry about if you're all parents out there who have kids, all the wrong vehicles I could have got into. Or, you know, the nights where I skipped getting into a certain car where, you know, it led them down a path that literally it could have been me. I guess that's the the point I'm driving at is we can all make wrong decisions and and one or two choices in our life at pivotal moments can kind of change everything. And I guess early on I knew and I could self-identify with myself, even though I, I started making better choices probably at 18, 19, 20, 21, I was still doing a lot of dumb shit. But there's a certain feelings you get when you walk into rooms or you see certain things. You're like, you know what? I probably shouldn't be here and this probably shouldn't be for me. And, and a lot of you guys know this already. When you are going through transformations in your life with at your job and your career and with your family, it's hard for them to understand at first. And, and I'll, I'll I'll let you guys go in a second And because I share this because my wife is going through one like right now. She's changing the culture of what she does because for a long time, and I love my wife. I let her come on the podcast. Hopefully, she wants to share the story. You know, she's by nature like a people pleaser. I've never been that. Um, I really don't give a shit. I would just do it because I was on my own self-destructive path. But she used to be a people pleaser by nature, and she would exhaust herself at a scale. It would be like, it was it was it's it's amazing to watch, honestly, because she would do so much stuff like. She would be like, you know, awesome with us. And then she would work out. She would train. You know, she would try to eat perfect. Uh, Then she would like go and try to go to, you know, every social event with our friends and then try to be that person like at her career and her job too. And all of a sudden it's like you you find yourself, you know, just giving in to to having a couple extra drinks here or having an extra meal here or doing an extra few things here just to make everybody around you happy. And what would happen to her, she would exhaust herself and she would find herself not being as happy as she wanted to be because what she was doing was trying to make everybody else fulfilled and happy. And now what she's doing is trying to change the culture of that one because she's a healthier person for it. She's doing it for an internal health reason. Like, hey, I'm not going to drink as much at work events because I don't like the way it makes me feel. It fucks with my hormones. It's taking away from my fitness goals and I work too hard not to look and move and feel the way that I want to. And so now she's trying to change the culture within work and at social events with our friends and family. And sometimes, you know, people are like, well, are you, are you feeling okay? She gets a lot now. Are you pregnant because you're not drinking alcohol? Like people don't really understand it because she's trying to, again, like I said, change a culture, not establish one. And so she's in a point like now where it's like it's difficult for her to, 
you know, it's becoming easier, but she's having to do that. And a lot of you guys out there listening to this, you're going to have to do the same things. You're going to have to push away food at family events or certain things if you have certain fitness goals, not just vanity based, but if you are trying to look a certain way, you're going to have to give up some stuff and you're going to have to pick and choose and make sure those things are worth it. Or if it is drinks and say, you know what, I've been spending too much money going out. I'm trying to save money or I'm trying to be a little bit healthier and not have as much alcohol in my life. You're going to have to change a culture of where you're in and you're going to have to set the tone and be firm about it with people and not give in and let people push you know, their ideas and ideologies on you because you have a different goal set out. And, and the, the, the one thing I do now, nobody really questions me, and I obviously create my own ecosystem of what I want to do, and, I, and I've done it over the course of years. But I remember when I first started, it was like, well, Jay, you usually have 20 beers. What's wrong with you? And you have to have that conversation with them. And, and sometimes we feel like embarrassed or it's weird or it's awkward because we don't know what they're going to say or we don't understand. But you just have to have that conversation straight up. Or just, you know, if you want to, make up a fake excuse. Like It really doesn't matter. But I feel the more honest you are with people, they you might get kicked back at first and they might not understand it and they might even try to drag you down and get you back into your old habits and routines. But what happens is if you can stay strong and you can win those first you know five or six meetings or those first five or six dinners or those first you know five or six weekends or events and you start to make a change in how you feel how you eat how you look is going to be the big one because here's what happens then those same people see you and say holy shit Susie what have you been doing you know Bobby what have you been doing you look great man you look healthy you look fit oh I see you all the time and you've been working out more you've been eating better training better you haven't drank as much you know you haven't been coming to as many happy hours as you used to and all of a sudden like you become the North Star. They start to gravitate towards you and your habits and your rituals and your routines, but by you becoming the trendsetter that way. And it might take a long time for people to, to come around to it, and they might never do it, and that's okay. They just become a different group of people in your life that you're around. Not that you have to alienate them because they're important and they matter, but you're trying to do something different, and it takes you letting go of who you used to be to becoming the person you want to be. And that's probably the hardest thing for most people is to you know make that you know mental shift and then obviously the physical shift and the change because it comes down to you making your old life almost unrecognizable. And again, just to recap transformation you guys is more about letting go than anything it's about letting go who you used to be letting go of the old habits and routines letting go of the old environment and people and letting go of being unproductive and having a mindset and a belief system that does not match your current goals and where you are today and where you truly want to be that's it and hopefully you guys by me sharing uh, some of my old embarrassing stories and, and fuck ups it helps you understand that hey I am very human and I've done a podcast before you know on you know before I was Jeremy Scott Fitness um, I was not always this person and I'm not coming at you guys from a place of judgment um, I obviously am, I'm giving you my opinion it's, it's my podcast but I do it from a place of you know, perspective. I do it from a place of I've fucked up and I've been through it and I empathize with you. And I think that's why I can relate to all of you guys listening a lot better than you think. And yeah, you, you might see me as, oh, I'm this guy and I'm fit and, and I'm my own boss and I, I do what I want and I say what I want. And, I, and I've kind of always done that. I just I wasn't, wasn't successful when I did it. But you see me now and you don't see all the fuck ups I went through and all the, you know, the self questioning and the self doubt and the self auditing I did and the amount of time and money and effort I've spent on, you know, making myself this version of me today. And, uh, you know, for, you know, probably the last handful of years, I can say, you know, I'm proud of the person that I am and I'm always working to improve because I'm far from perfect for sure, but I'm proud of the work I've put in and it's been painful and it's been hard to do. It's been much harder for me to, change my natural um, 
Terminator tendencies, my, my OCD, my one track mind, my, my, you know, addictive personality type and harness it for good instead of, of poor choices. It's been much harder for me to do that in this life than it has been for me to, you know, build a good set of hamstrings or build some decent quads or build a, you know, a good chest or a nice back. Like that, that, that's been painful too, but it's a physical pain and that's a lot easier to take on, I think, than the mental pain of it and, uh, and trying to make that shift because fighting, how you've been for 5, 10, 15 years is tough to do. And for you guys who are listening who are older than me and you're 46 and you, you find yourself in the same hamster wheel of bad choices and being sucked back into an ecosystem and a, a friend group that's tearing you down, it's going to be even harder for you, but I promise you, you can do it. You just have to be solidified in who you are and be confident in it and find, again, a partner, a buddy, a friend, somebody who can light you up or listen to, to people like me, you know, walk you through it and know that when people tell you you've changed, it's a thing that you should be proud of. It's a thing you should say thank you for. And they'll want to do the same thing at some point, or maybe they never will. Um, but deep down, they secretly always do. It's just really hard for people to pull the trigger and do it. So if you guys are on a transformation journey, which I believe we all are at every point of life, that's why I, I love this business and this life for what we do, because it's not just tied to you know split squats and macros. It's much, much more than that. That's the vehicle that brought you guys into my space. But if we can get you to change the things outside of that, that would be much more of my legacy and I'd be much happier for that. Um, not that there's anything wrong with you know, having people have you know a great ass and great abs because it, it's, it's super important. It makes you feel good about your life. But it's when you can make the real changes um, of what you've been doing and how you're spending your time. Because I believe this in this day and age, in 2019, I think we can all, you know, live a pretty epic life. And if you're listening to this, you're already in a great place. And if you're not happy in the exact station you're at, just don't you do have the power to change it. But it starts with you and nobody else. And that was the question and the thing I had to tell myself. And that was the hardest pill to swallow. Is like, hey, man, your life isn't shitty. Your life isn't bad. You don't have it you know, as bad as you think you do, you have a lot more gifts than you're giving yourself credit for. Your problem is you just keep getting your own fucking way. And what I had to do was, you know, swallow that hard truth and be like, hey, Jeremy, the reason that you're not successful and you're not happy and you're not fulfilled is because you of the choices you're making of how you're spending your time, how you're spending your effort, your energy, your money, and the people you're hanging around with. And once you change those things, and it won't happen overnight, but once you change those things little by little, watch how your life's changed. Then the crazy thing that happens is once you do that, you don't have to search for awesome people. They find you. I think that's anybody there who's like who's dating, who's like, I'm looking for a husband or I want to be, you know, in a relationship and that's a whole different podcast altogether. But they're always worried about, you know, how can I find this? How can I find that? Don't worry about everybody else. Just worry about yourself. Make you the best version of you. Be the most confident. Be the most educated. Be the most mindful. Be the most grateful. Be in the best shape you can be in. Work on yourself, make you awesome, and I promise you, you will attract other amazing fucking humans. It just works that way. A lot of the reasons why I get to work with the people I work with in our profession or field is because I've turned myself into this version of me, and they're like, wow, this is a person that sounds and moves and talks and lives a life like I want to live, so I'd like to associate with that. And, and the byproduct is I do the same exact thing. You know, it's kind of like, you know, real recognizes real, as Jay-Z would say. Um, and I believe that to be true. So again, you guys, when people tell you you've changed, it's not a bad thing. It's a, as long as you're doing it for the good and the better. But when you're on a transformation, there is like this kind of awkward phase that people aren't going to understand. But if you just commit to creating a life that you want and you stop trying to escape from a life you hate, I think that's when the real magic is going to happen. And there's a lot of people out there still living for the weekends, 
and they're trying to escape their life to go on vacation. They're trying to escape their life just to get to Saturday. They're trying to escape their life just to go to the bar and have a couple of drinks. And I'm not judging anybody, but I'm not trying to escape my life. I fucking love it, dude. And I'm a little bit weird. I know that. Uh, I'm on a podcast on a Saturday night at 6.30, a Saturday, and I have the opportunity to do it. And inspiration struck me, so I wanted to spit it out. And uh, I don't need to escape my life to go on vacation. Now, I love going to Hawaii and in Newport Beach and Malibu and you know going home once a year. And, and there's you know going to Italy and Bora Bora and all the great places that we get, we get to travel to often. And I'm super blessed by it, but I'm always happy to come home. I'm always happy to come back to my life and my routine and the ecosystem and the environment that I created. And that's my wish for all of you, that you don't have to escape your life on vacation, that you're not so stressed, that you have to do drugs, that you're not so stressed that you have to drink, that you have to escape from your kids, that you have to escape from your husband, that you have to escape from work, and that if you do find things that you need for stress relief, that they're, they be healthy things like reading or walking or fitness or hobbies that bring you joy and value and they're not on a destructive path to just numb you and you know let the hours go by so you can live to, you basically numb yourself another day. I don't want you guys to have to escape from your life. I want you to be able to create a life uh, that you're truly fulfilled and happy with. And hopefully by listening to me share my past fuck-ups and, and ramblings, uh, you can do the same. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that quick rant. Nothing crazy. Just wanted to share that with you and know if you're on a transformation, you have a question of how I did something specific, I'm happy to share it. But uh, it's never an easy process. And the reason I can empathize with all of you guys is because nothing has been easy for me in this life. Everything has been painfully hard to achieve and to accomplish and to hold on to and maintain. And that's why I think I can relate to you guys a lot more uh, than you even understand. So if you're on iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Drop me a five-star on iTunes. Open up your iPhone or your iPad or your MacBook. Hit that five-star button. Leave me a comment on anything. You can say, hey, Jeremy, I once poured beer on Cinnamon Toast Crunch and ate it too, and it tasted terrible. Lesson learned. Pro tip. So share anything with me. I'd love to see your guys' comments and feedback. I appreciate it. Again, share this podcast with friends, family members, anybody. If nothing else, hopefully they get a good laugh out of it. And uh, maybe they hear something that can actually you know, help them make a mental shift and change their life because that's my ultimate goal here. Um, because obviously, we're not making the podcast to make money. We're literally just doing it to be able to provide value to you guys and give you something to listen to other than your boring-ass daytime radio. So... With that said, if you want to hear anything on the podcast, send me the request. I'm happy to get to it if I can speak on it with any intelligence whatsoever. Who else do I got coming on the pipe here? Uh, I'm going to get Tommy Baker back on. I want to get Candace on. I think Dr. Susan Wilder I want to bring on and a handful of other people. So we've got a lot of cool people in the lineup, which we'll get you. And I'll get my wife on as well. Hopefully to share, you know, the dynamic with us and her personal transformation in terms of, you know, mental and physical and obviously balancing, you know, working in the corporate world and being, uh, you know, tied to a crazy ass dude like myself so have an amazing saturday night you guys and until next time eat well train hard be nice to people and please keep doing shit you love the people you enjoy because your life is too short not to i'll talk to you guys soon peace